The B Rad Podcast is brought to you by MoFo, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, mind blowing nut butter blend, Chili Pad, temperature controlled mattress systems, Inside Tracker, blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data all in one, and New Optimal, three nootropic supplements designed to improve focus, memory, and drive. And check out the bradkerns.com shop page, my personal selection of favorite products with great discounts for health, fitness, and peak performance. A lot of health uh, exercise experts are contending that increasing all forms of regular everyday movement is more important to your health and longevity than adhering to a devoted fitness regimen. We can stand with a little bit of contention to people who think that they have a badge of honor and a badge of uh, protection against disease and decline because they are chalking up the 30, 40 miles a week uh, week in, week out. Um, that's a small sliver of what it means to be a complete, fit human. When you're trying to work around injuries, that means uh, doing things that uh, stimulate the area in a manner that does not cause additional pain. Hey listeners, I discovered an awesome new electrolyte and triple enzyme powdered drink that's going to knock your socks off. It's called Bala Enzyme. And it comes in a convenient little pouch of bright orange powder that you pour into water for the ultimate electrolyte and antioxidant drink. It's simple, convenient, and yes, the orange tint comes from a potent serving of turmeric along with a clean and diverse assortment of enzymes and electrolytes and a perfect taste that's not fake or too sweet. Bala was created by husband and wife doctors to help their patients recover from inflammation, improve hydration, speed up recovery, even relieve joint pain, improve digestion, and boost immunity. I love their incredible devotion to product quality. There's a lot of research behind it. And I just sprinkle this packet into ice water, and it's so easy to stay hydrated because you absolutely enjoy the taste of the drink. Get their convenient little packets. They even designed it with the uh, the tear half-torn so it's easy to open into the water. I love what they think of. And it comes in three exciting flavors, pineapple, lime, and berry. It's so potent, it might stain your fingers if you get it on your fingers. And yes, that's a good thing for a serving of turmeric that's that potent. It's also sugar-free, zero-carb, and promoting of the three R's. Rehydrate, relieve, and revive. Please visit balaenzyme.com, B-A-L-A-E-N-Z-Y-M-E. And of course, there's a special deal for BRAD podcast listeners. 30% off your first order. Just use the code BRAD30 at balaenzyme.com. Welcome, listeners. Let's continue to talk about emerging trends, revisions, hot topics in health, fitness, and ancestral living. On part one, I covered a few important categories. Hope you listened to that show or will go back and listen to it. Uh, but let's just uh, recap really quickly. Uh, I talked about um, some evolving thought and strategy on the topic of diet. It seems like we are finally uh, heading away from 
the obsessions, the hair-splitting scrutiny, the intense debate, and the uh, shouting down of anyone who wasn't uh, exactly on point with uh, whatever the latest, greatest trend was. And instead, we're looking at that big picture of eliminating processed food from the diet. I loved my interview with Dr. Robert Lustig, uh, perhaps the world's leading anti-sugar crusader, and his new book called Metabolical, where he contended that if you just get rid of processed foods, you're going to be doing so well. You're going to go great strides toward a lifelong health, and it's going to be impossible to add excess body fat if you eat a diet consisting of wholesome foods. Uh, the next uh, trend or topic we discussed in part one of the show was uh, the topic of uh, losing excess body fat and how we're kind of coming full circle to the realization that uh, it sort of is all about how many calories you consume and the tricks and tips and ways that we try to uh, get around uh, the laws of nature and uh, biology uh, are now getting exposed as really um, off the mark. And so if you find a way to enjoy a nutritious diet and eat fewer calories than uh, was necessary to add excess body fat, you're going to be doing pretty well. Um, we also talked about um, the uh, concerns of going into the extreme with practices such as fasting, carbohydrate restriction, and protein restriction, especially in the healthy, active, fit population, you can do uh, so many cool health practices that they add up to uh, too many stress factors in your life and be counterproductive to the intended benefit of, for example, uh, doing an extended fast. And I use myself as the example where I reference many times in recent years when I was experimenting with keto and fasting and trying to go out there and perform some really impressive high-intensity workout sprinting and high jumping uh, in here being in the advanced age groups. And if you're counting at home, uh, we're talking about uh, the difficult, challenging workouts, being in the older age groups, that's the second stress factor, uh, fasting and restricting carbohydrates, that's one, two, three, four, and that might be too much to pile on, whereby if I was uh, wanting to be more optimized, I would, first of all, uh, scale back the uh, extreme degree of difficulty at my workout so that they would be a little more under the radar and allow me to progress, and we're going to talk about that in uh, this version of the show. Uh, so I would be uh, backing off a little bit on the uh, difficulty of the workouts, uh, respectful of my age and respectful of the best way to improve as an athlete. And then also, uh, instead of pairing an intense workout with a prolonged fasting period or carb restriction, I could go home and prepare a super nutrition smoothie with everything I need to recover and not worry about uh, the, the the timing and banking more fasted hours when I've just depleted a lot of energy at the workout. So that was number three. Diet obsessions, number one. Fat loss topic, number two. Uh, backing off from the extreme practices, number three, and then the topic of digital minimalism, uh, regaining our ability to focus on peak cognitive tasks, making sure that we carve out downtime every day and time for self-reflection. These are all uh, lost arts in this hectic, high-stress modern life. And that brings us to part two and a great favorite topic that I have to discuss, and that is a kinder, gentler approach to high-intensity training, as well as aerobic or endurance training. 
And I've talked about this on so many shows. I had a great interview with Dr. Craig Marker, where he detailed his wonderful concept of high intensity repeat training and the way that it contrasts with the popular terminology of high intensity interval training and those hit workouts, H-I-I-T, that can easily become overly stressful, exhausting, and depleting and counterproductive, especially to your fat reduction goals. So this overall kinder, gentler approach to high intensity training suggests that we leave a little bit in the tank when we push our bodies and we talk about pushing hard and going to complete muscular failure. But I'm talking about a, more of a bigger picture where you don't get into uh, exercises or protocols that are above your current uh, ability level. And so if you're a novice or an unfit person and you hear a podcast from Brad Kearns about how sprinting is so great, well, guess what? Um, one expert contends that learning how to march correctly is the first stage of building competency as a sprinter because the act of marching where you're forming those 90 degree angles and 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 uh, shoving the arm forward at the same time that you're uh, driving the opposite leg high is the exact form that you execute when you're sprinting down the track in the Olympics. So if you just were to march down the street as your phase one of becoming one day a competent sprinter, that would be a great workout for many people. Same with ascending stairs at a higher rate of speed than normal and going up three or four or five flights and uh, making those your efforts rather than going out. And I see these poor people uh, at the gym where their their faces are turning red and they're, they appear to be exhausted and they're just um, trying because they've been told and they're well-meaning, they have good fitness goals and ambitions and they're trying to push themselves really hard, uh, but they're not really at that fitness level where it's going to have the desired effect. So we want to focus on this high intensity repeat training concept, and that's where you deliver a consistent quality of effort with each uh, explosive sprint or whatever you're doing could be kettlebell swings, could be jumping, uh, but you preserve that consistent quality of effort throughout the workout to the extent that if you notice your technique degrading even slightly or your performance degrading even slightly, it's time to pack it in and call it a workout. So I often reference my favorite template sprint workout for most everybody, which would be four to eight times 80 meters on flat ground. Uh, those should take between 10 and 20 seconds for most people. And if you get somewhere in that sequence where you're doing number four, number five, number six, and then on number six, you feel some low back tightness, you feel your hamstrings give a little bit, your stride shortens, and you're a little more winded than you were on the first five, that marks the end of your workout. So you do not want to have this mentality that's so prevalent and been programmed into so many people's brains that the workouts should be a suffer fest. And we take inspiration from the elite athletes of the world and go look at some amazing YouTube videos of guys winning the Olympic gold medal or gals. They cross the finish line, they raise their arms and they're catching their breath for about eight seconds. And then they uh, jump up and start high-fiving and grabbing the flag and taking a victory lap. And I'm myself astonished because when I'm out there pushing myself and doing a 400 meter time trial, it takes me a couple minutes with my hands on my knees, uh, sometimes moaning and groaning 
breathing and making really loud breathing noises to recalibrate and uh, see straight and continue to jog down the track to complete my workout or whatever. And so the, the, the top athletes, even at their very highest level of peak performance, are so well conditioned that they can recover in a sense uh, in seconds from the most extreme efforts uh, that required to win the Olympic gold. So if you are someone who has been pushing yourself in the gym, going to that CrossFit workout, going to that boot camp class and coming home and collapsing on the couch uh, for an hour before you can get up and do anything or feeling later that evening, uh, eight hours, 10 hours later, that you can't lift a finger uh, to, to reach the remote control, you, my friend, have overdone it. And that is not what the fitness experience should be all about. Uh, in this category, probably uh, first and foremost, is the emerging concept of micro-workouts. And it's so awesome to see this become a popular fitness trend, especially since I believe I'm one of the people who's promoting it more than anyone. So I'm going to take credit to say, hey, micro-workouts are super awesome. They're emerging as a fitness centerpiece. They're making the experience of fitness more accessible to everyone, to many more people that are uh, kind of on the sidelines, intimidated about joining the gym, heading over there amidst all the fit people and jumping into these extreme, challenging, hour-long workouts. Instead, you too can purchase a kettlebell or purchase a pair of stretch cords or install a pull-up bar in your doorframe and do all kinds of fun stuff where the effort might only take 20 seconds or 30 seconds or a minute, and it can be a fantastic fitness stimulus, especially when these micro workouts are accumulated over time. Uh, another simple example is dropping for a set of 20 deep squats where you're at your stand-up desk and you want to take a quick break from your peak cognitive tasks. If there are stairs in your world and your environment, uh, hustle up a flight of stairs or two or three and then return to your work desk renewed and refreshed, but not fatigued due to uh, the tendency to overdo it in a traditional workout. And so many people are talking about this. I gave Craig Marker plug. Dr. Phil Maffetone, uh, past guest on the podcast, has this concept called slow weights, where he describes, you know, leaving a kettlebell or a hex bar around the house and uh, heading over to do one set with really slow pace. And maybe he's doing six reps, putting it down and going about his day. Um, on a recent uh, Q&A breather show, uh, we had a great uh, comment come in from a listener saying, hey, uh, be sure to mention how important it is to be properly adapted to be able to perform a micro workout uh, from scratch. So if you've been sitting on your butt for four hours, oh, no stand-up desk, sorry, just a comfortable chair and typing away, and you're not that fit to begin with, and then Brad Kern said you can uh, hang on the pull-up bar and, and bang out a set of pull-ups during the middle of your busy day, that could be too extreme, and you might need to be um, recalibrating your idea of what a micro-workout is if you're not capable of going from zero to 60 like a lion, like the famous quote from Dr. Art Devaney, um, who said, uh, a lion doesn't need to stretch before chasing after its prey. Well, good for the lion, uh, but for humans who've been uh, stuck in these sedentary patterns for years and decades, um, the example of rushing up a flight of stairs, which is my rule throughout the day, anytime I have to ascend a staircase, I sprint it. Hey, good for me, but guess what? 
what? If you're uh, not that highly uh, competent, you're going to ascend a flight of stairs, perhaps at normal speed, descend, go up a little bit faster, and then maybe do three or four ascensions where the fourth one could be characterized as a sprint and the other ones were sort of a, a warm-up sequence. Uh, same with the example of the pull-up bar. Let's say you're pretty fit, you installed the pull-up bar, maybe your first act is to go and hang on it for 15, 20 seconds and do a couple sets of those and then try to progress to uh, perform a few reps as your micro workout. Oh, I also talk about how my hexagonal deadlift bar is situated in the side yard on the way to the garbage barrel. So when it's time to throw the garbage out from the kitchen out to the garbage barrel, guess what I have to pass by? That's right. The hex bar loaded with, uh, let's see, 185 pounds, which uh, to any listener who's a gym goer, uh, that's a very modest amount of weight that I can easily uh, step aside, put the put the garbage in the barrel, and then go do a set or two. Now, if you're not uh, competent with uh, lifting heavy weights, maybe you're going to have a hex bar that's loaded with uh, 65 pounds or uh, a barbell that's empty, and you're just going to grab and perform a few reps and over time work up to be able to walk by a, a bar loaded with weight and be able to do a set. So whatever a micro workout looks like for you, uh, go with it and make it a fitness centerpiece. Hey ladies, you may have heard me talk about Gaines Wave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function. And maybe you thought, hey, what about my needs? Well, Gaines Wave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gaines Wave for her. As with the male Gainswave treatment, a skilled practitioner uses a handheld device to send low-intensity shock waves into your vaginal area to stimulate a healing response, promote increased blood circulation, and the growth of new blood vessels. After a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results with Gainswave reporting an 80% success rate. Some benefits... You will revitalize your intimate relationships with heightened sensation and arousal and enhance pleasure and satisfaction. Don't contemplate invasive procedures or uncomfortable medical treatments. Regain confidence and reclaim your sexuality with Gaines Wave for her. You visit the website gainswave.com, G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area. You complete a series of treatments and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment. So please visit gainswave.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area and take advantage of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 
100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low impact options, an assortment of high intensity interval training and high intensity repeat training strategies. A detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this. This amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. So just to review my entire show on micro workouts, uh, all the benefits. Uh, the first one is that it breaks up these prolonged periods of stillness, which are so unhealthy and makes a great contribution to that all important daily movement objective. So a lot of health uh, exercise experts are contending that increasing all forms of regular everyday movement is more important to your health and longevity than adhering to a devoted fitness regimen. This is known as the active couch potato syndrome, where fit subjects were studied, people who adhered to a, a very impressive fitness uh, program. Let's say they ran 30 miles a week if they were endurance runners, or they were uh, known to go to the gym several days a week and put in an hour workout, but had otherwise extremely sedentary patterns, uh, were subject to the same disease risk factors as sedentary folks. And if you think about it, it makes sense, even though it's a shocking headline. Um, you can look at uh, uh, a Time magazine, famous Time magazine cover from years ago called The Myth of Exercise. Uh, but when we're talking about uh, a week with 168 hours, that's how many hours are in a week, and you have someone who works out for four or five hours, that's such a tiny sliver of the overall experience that you can compare that to someone who's busy and active throughout the day, maybe with an active job, uh, maybe someone who likes to garden or lives in a, uh, a different setting than the typical uh, Westerner urban or suburban setting where the car is the centerpiece. So maybe they're walking to and from uh, wherever they need to go and you add that all up and it contributes to many, many uh, point plus points in the health category versus uh, banging out a workout in the morning and then riding the subway, sitting in an office and sitting on the couch uh, for your evening entertainment. So micro workouts break up prolonged periods of stillness, contribute to that all important daily movement objective. Uh, the second benefit of micro workouts is they have an excellent fitness stimulation, especially when you add them up, but they come without the risk of fatigue and burnout from prolonged, overly stressful workouts, which are so easy to fall into that pattern 
especially when you buy into the mainstream fitness programming, like joining a CrossFit box or showing up to the gym for those hour-long boot camp or step or spin workouts that can easily be too stressful for many of the subjects. And so you get, number three, this cumulative training effect. Let's add up over a year's time uh, the, the my penchant for doing one set of deadlifts with 185 pounds on the bar, uh, six reps, right? That's not, that's uh, 800 something pounds total lifted when I threw out the garbage. And if I do that uh, several days a week times 52 weeks in a year, oh my goodness, I'm lifting tens of thousands of additional pounds contributing to that training effect versus a, a zero if you don't do any such thing. Um, so all this uh, cumulative fitness occurs outside of formal workouts. That means that I elevate the fitness platform from which all formal workouts are launched. That's number four, elevating your fitness platform. This is in stark contrast to being an inactive human or an active couch potato where you're coming from, uh, you know, a, a sorry ass, uh, modern life where you're not even asked to lift anything heavier than a briefcase and then stepping into the gym, uh, for an hour a day and expecting to be a badass. So we want to kind of, uh, mix in more opportunities for basic activity such that you become a better athlete at your formal workouts. Uh, Pavel Sutzelin, uh, fitness expert and known for uh, popularizing the kettlebell in the West. He calls this greasing the groove such that your formal workouts are less stressful and better absorbed and assimilated. Got it? Okay. Number five, micro workouts improve fat metabolism and cognitive function and also help regulate appetite. What happens when you give a, a short burst of intense fitness stimulation to your body is you get an immediate boost in energy. And that means that you're going to sort of depart from this slippery slope downhill that happens when you engage in prolonged periods of stillness. Because after about as little as 20 minutes, you will experience a noticeable uh, decrease in glucose tolerance when you're sitting still. The human is simply not designed to sit still and research with our hunter-gatherer uh, lifestyles that we can still study, like the Hadza in Tanzania. I've heard a lot of research from there. I had Dr. Herman Ponser on the show a couple times, uh, one of the leading researchers of the Hadza. And these folks are on the move uh, in some way, shape, or form uh, throughout the day much more so than a Westerner. And even when they're resting, they're in a squat position. So they're engaging in these uh, ancestral or archetypal resting positions and still getting um, some muscular stimulation, some weight support. And so a uh, huge difference from being a slug uh, locked to a chair for hours a day. And so what happens when you're still for as little as 20 minutes and you have that decrease in glucose tolerance is you're going to start to feel tired, and eventually hungry. So when you sit still, it contributes to cravings, especially for quick energy carbohydrates, and it also hampers fat metabolism. So it's a great way to uh, have less energy and add excess body fat over the course of your life that can be easily corrected by just bursting up 
and going up one flight of stairs quickly or doing a set of deep squats and then returning to your uh, engagements where you're compelled to uh, be at a desk working for hours and hours. And so we're not going to try to change modern life and say, hey, everyone who works with a screen should quit their job and dig ditches instead. That's not what I'm talking about here, but I'm talking about breaking up these prolonged periods of stillness with a micro workout. You can break them up with anything, right? You can go outside and and look at the birds with your binoculars and get a a cognitive refreshment. Uh, But the best results will come from a a brief burst of intense physical activity. Uh, You can also do light physical activity, like strolling around uh, the office courtyard. But when you hit it hard with something, boy, that's when you really get the magic of that uh, invigoration really quickly. All right, then number six. So number five was improving fat metabolism and cognitive function. Number six, micro-workouts take little time and require very little motivation to conduct, making them appealing to even those with packed schedules and or shaky fitness commitments. And I can't speak highly enough of this one because I know how difficult it can be to motivate yourself to adhere to a devoted fitness regimen day after day after day. Uh, I'm so happy and enthusiastic to talk about my morning routine, which has been locked into habit and I have no problem doing it. Uh, but really, um, it's, it's no picnic to get up every single day and launch into a pretty difficult 40 minute exercise regimen. Hey, this stuff is my life. It's been my life for decades. And so it's something that I want to be really sensitive to where the next person just might have trouble even uh, doing the prescribed 10-minute workout or 20-minute workout or 30-minute workout. Uh, there's a lot of Peloton bikes sitting in the corner where all you have to do is turn it on and go hammer the pedals for an hour and your life will change. But it's not that easy in real life. Um, there's busyness. There's hectic schedules. There's um, uh, hyperconnectivity. All these things that are throwing us off track and our best intended plans to be uh, active, fit, healthy humans. But if you compress it down and you make the ask so minimal that it really doesn't require uh, any willpower or any devotion, boy, oh boy, then you can kind of break through and realize that these things are fun. Uh, they give you a burst of energy, and that's where the magic can come. And so if that's 30 seconds, because a set of deep squats until you start feeling the burn might only take 30 seconds, oh my gosh, please prioritize that and say, of course, nod your head right now. Of course I can do a 30-second workout, Brad. That's nothing. That's all you're asking for. And then you'll find yourself doing it a couple few times a day. Um, How about my rule of uh, going upstairs quickly instead of normally? So maybe uh, set a goal for the next 30 days. Every time you see a staircase, you are going to bust it out rather than just ascend normally and see if you can integrate a rule like that, a commitment like that into your lifestyle in the most baby step, the most baby step manner possible. Okay, so that's a great uh, number six benefit of micro workouts. And number seven is they're appealing for novices because they can happen anywhere, anytime. They require minimal energy. They require minimal equipment or no equipment in the example of a deep squat or uh, climbing a staircase. The pull-up bar, what is $25 on Amazon? So that's not a huge barrier for someone to invest in and have some contraptions available to try some micro workouts. Um, And this is another important factor because... When you're trying to welcome more people to the fitness lifestyle, we have to be respectful of these intimidation factors. And 
I know the health clubs have done a great job trying to welcome uh, all styles of people and all interest levels and all ability levels. But even still, I mean, I walk into the, the, the free weight area and I'm intimidated because I'm not as competent as the guys who are uh, out there huffing and puffing and know their way around uh, better than I. And so, boy, you know what? If you're at a fitness facility and you see someone who's uh, walking in, uh, smile at him, nod at him, tell him hi. If you see someone working hard, tell him a great job. I try to do that once in a while when I'm in the, the bigger clubs with a lot of people around. And the person is usually surprised. Like if you look around, most people are, of course, working hard and they have intense faces on and they're concentrating, but there's also not a lot of camaraderie in many cases, unless it's a formal class. And so just walking on the gym floor and seeing someone complete a good set, you give them a thumbs up. Wow, that looks good. What kind of workout is that? Uh, It really goes a long way to um, having everyone feel like it's a community experience and enjoy the entire thing. Uh, but for the true novice who is, is actually intimidated about setting foot inside the, uh, the fitness club, uh, putting the home environment into the mix, boy, that can be, that can be wonderful. It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Hey, this is going to be one of my favorite commercials because I get to introduce you to the delicious, nutritious, life-changing Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece. This is a mind-blowing nut butter blend that will soon ascend to your number one go-to snack, treat, or accoutrement for anything from dark chocolate, a cucumber celery smear, or mixed in with yogurt, oatmeal, cheesecake, or with a spoon right into your mouth, heading south. Let me, let me, let me tell you what I created in my kitchen through whirlwind experimentation and extreme sampling to my VIP product testing crew across the nation so far with 100% approval. In this beautiful jar, we have macadamia nuts, walnuts, cashews, the rare and precious coconut butter, coconut flakes, cacao nibs, real ancient sea salt, and organic MCT oil. Every single ingredient has been sourced to origin to be the very best we could find from around the world for the absolute highest purity and nutritional value. We run this product in small batches with a boutique family business in the Pacific Northwest, and everything is cold-pressed to preserve nutritional value. So if you like eating healthy, it's a dream come true for all those who are keto, primal, paleo, and vegan vegetarian too. I come in peace, my global healthy living friends. Masterpiece, that is. Try some now, and it will change your life. I promise. If you don't like it, send it back to me. I'll eat it. You can order Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece on Amazon. Simple, simple. Or if you're bold, daring, and adventurous, buy three and get a bottle free at bradventures.com. Buy six and we'll send you eight. Christmas shopping early instead of late at bradventures.com. Check it out. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece. Uh. Okay, so um, we're still on uh, uh, category number one of a kinder, gentler approach to high intensity training and micro workouts coming to the forefront as a great way to do that. And then when we talk about our formal high intensity workouts, we want to design those correctly so that they are kinder and gentler too. And I mentioned hit versus hurt at the outset of the discussion here and the difference between uh, an exhausting, depleting workout and a workout where you're delivering a consistent quality of effort throughout every explosive rep. 
um, go look at the video of Wade Van Niekerk winning the Olympic Games 2016 in the 400 meters, uh, running that 43.03 for one lap around the track, or Usain Bolt setting the world record in the 200 meters in Beijing, and he crosses the finish line and barely stops. He, he doesn't even take a break uh, before he is into his victory lap, uh, going at a pretty high speed around the other curve and waving at the crowd. And so um, just kind of keeping that in the back of your mind, that even the very best athletes in the world are not collapsing at the side of the track and puking like you see in the dramatized movie. They're always under control. And so try to keep that idea when you're in the uh, the spinning class and the instructor's shouting and everyone's going for their uh, their last sequence of sprints. Just keep a little bit in the tank so that you're not uh, splayed out uh, collapsing onto the bicycle or onto the step or whatever uh, workout you're doing, uh, because that will help you live to see another day. And who am I talking to mostly right now? I'm talking to myself, because guess what? I go out to the track, I get into my high jump practice, and I'm so uh, uh, enthusiastic and enjoying the experience and wanting to uh, optimize my technique that I very frequently overdo it, take too many jumps, and then pay the price the next day with a sore knee or sore glute muscle requiring more recovery time or just too much fatigue for uh, the energy output that was you know beyond what uh, what would be sensible. And so even with the elite high jumpers, I know this information that they know that a dozen jumps is makes for uh, a maximum ability to try in a single workout because the effort is so explosive and I'm taking more jumps than the elite jumper. And there's something ridiculous there where uh, I need to uh, recalibrate and, you know, set a good example that I can live to see another day and feel good when I leave rather than uh, dragging my body away from the track because I work so hard. I'm pleased to present B-Rad Grass-Fed Whey Protein Isolate Superfuel, the absolute highest quality, all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro-filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the super fuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new 
zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. Okay, now, uh, that's a lot of caution, that's a lot of restraint, that's a lot of slamming on the brakes, so I will put a plug in here once in a while to push yourself really, really hard with a breakthrough effort. A lot of times this could mean a formal competition, so if you and your buddies uh, decided on a whim to enter the adventure race or the mud run or the obstacle course challenge, hey, guess what? When that day comes, you might be pushing yourself to the limits of your ability uh, when you have to climb under the, the barbed wire cage or jump over the wall and you're going to feel like um, you're going to feel like uh, you, you went through heck uh, the next morning when you wake up. And that's OK once in a while. So that's kind of the competitive experience. It's going to stimulate a fitness breakthrough, but few and far between. You don't need to adhere to a consistent pattern of extremely high stress workouts. And that pretty much covers it for uh, the category number one of the kinder, gentler approach to high intensity training. The next category I'd like to talk about here is de-emphasizing steady state cardiovascular exercise as a fitness centerpiece. I've talked about my YouTube video, Jogging 2.0. You can go look at that uh, fun experience where I film myself doing the revised version of something that's been a daily habit for decades, where I get up in the morning, I leash up the dog, and we head out for what always has been a steady state cardiovascular workout, uh, jogging down the trail or what have you. So, uh, I'm, you know, a sensible athlete training at my maximum aerobic function pace or below. So it's never a overly stressful experience. It's at that 180 minus age or below heart rate. 
So I'm plodding along in a straight line. And then I had this uh, awakening of a lifetime back in 2020, where I said, what am I doing out here? There's so many other things I have an interest in, in the fitness realm that I can integrate into this workout to make it less boring, more effective, and still minimally stressful and more fun. And so I started to uh, integrate things like my running technique drills that I do for sprint workouts, uh, the balance and jumping and agility drills that I do in the course of my uh, practice for high jump. And as a consequence of doing these things that are uh, can be quite challenging, even though they're very short in duration, like if I do a set of high knees or a set of skipping drills, uh, might take me 10 or 15 or 20 seconds. And then I walk to recover. Same with if I see a tree stump uh, that I want to jump up onto that's two, three feet off the ground. And I'll do a set of 10 reps jumping up onto the tree stump or onto the uh, cement picnic bench at the park. And then as a consequence, I will walk it off for however long it takes to recover and then resume that slow, steady state jog that used to be all that I did. So when I get home from whatever it is, a 40 minute experience, I will have completed uh, some balance, some technique drills, some jumping drills, some explosive stuff that was under the radar, not super challenging. Uh, but again, the cumulative effect of having a more varied workout rather than just plugging into a steady state cardio uh, is phenomenal. And especially, I would argue that it's more fun, more interesting, and develops more diverse fitness skills. Oh, what about your um, absolute necessity of doing steady state cardiovascular exercise to check that box uh, in the realm of being a fit human? Well, uh, here's the thing, and here's the emerging research and commentary that really uh, I've embraced and it makes a lot of sense. Um, you can find a quick burst of this from Dr. Doug McGuff's YouTube video. I think it's only three minutes long, and it's called uh, Cardio Doesn't Exist. And there's another video that's an hour-long presentation. I forget the gentleman's name from the UK. And it's called Cardio is a Myth or something like that. We'll find those videos in the show notes. Uh, but the takeaway point is that a cardiovascular training effect occurs at all workouts. Even a, a very high-intensity strength training session with heavy weights. And so if you think about this for a moment, the organs and systems of the human body are entirely integrated. So the cardiovascular system is... Uh, chartered with performing work, no matter what you do, even if it's brief, explosive, high intensity uh, work with the muscles. And it's the magic of steady state is only because it applies to very popular competitive goals, like someone who wants to run a marathon or ride their bicycle for 50 miles or 100 miles. Of course, you have to practice and simulate those activities and training in order to succeed on the day of the competitive event. Uh, but there's no magic to steady state. And in fact, it can be counterproductive and increase disease risk factors if you do it to the extreme, which I've talked about so much on other shows, this whole phenomenon of extreme endurance exercise. Uh, there's actually a name for it now, the extreme endurance exercise hypothesis, where uh, we're seeing an alarming 
increase in incidences of heart problems in highly trained long-term endurance athletes. And tragically, uh, many of my peers who competed as professional triathletes in decades past have come up with uh, very serious heart problems, including the uh, occasional uh, story that you might have heard of uh, super fit, supremely fit world-class athletes uh, dropping dead in the act of running Ryan Shea, uh, U.S. Olympic marathon hopeful, dropped dead uh, during the U.S. Olympic trials marathon. Uh, My friend Steve Larson, one of the old-time triathletes, one of the greatest and most versatile endurance athletes in the history of United States, uh, dropped dead at the age of 39 while doing a track workout in Bend, Oregon. And this uh, condition of atrial fibrillation caused by the overstressing, repeat overstressing, inflaming and scarring of the heart muscle from this uh, extreme devotion to steady state cardiovascular exercise. So it's not just these elite athletes that are coming down, uh, but a lot of recreational athletes who have pushed themselves pretty hard and enjoy competing in these challenging events like the Ironman or the ultra trail runs, uh, the marathon runs, all that stuff's great, but it can be easily, uh, easily become too stressful. So if you think about a more varied workout where you're in the gym and you're taking rest periods and then you're stepping up to the bar and you're doing a set that only lasts for a minute, well, your heart rate is going to uh, be a little more uh, varied. It might spike up to uh, over and above the aerobic limit when you're in the middle of the set or if I'm doing a sprint workout, there's a lot of downtime, there's a lot of walking, recovery, and then there's brief bursts of extreme action where I'm sprinting for 10 seconds. And then I uh, get on my bike and and ride home. And so let's say I've been gone an hour. Um, I was uh, sitting or not moving for 12 minutes. I was moving very slowly for another 12 minutes. I was sprinting or doing things that were very strenuous for a cumulative total of six or eight or 10 minutes. And you're adding up this big pie chart. Guess what? That all adds up to a fantastic cardiovascular training effect. So now we put the spotlight on, well, what is the point of doing these steady state cardiovascular workouts? And I'm going to say there's a lot of points. And one of them is that uh, people have tremendous enjoyment and the meditative effect of going out there and doing a steady state jog and uh, letting your your problems and your your hectic, hyper-connected modern life uh, go on hold for a moment as you jog in nature. That's a fantastic reason to do it. Um, it's also the appropriate way to condition your body for competitive experience of a similar manner, as I said. Uh, but outside of that, and I'm talking to a lot of people who I see in the gym who are going in there and climbing the Stairmaster for 45 minutes watching TV, thinking that's checking an extremely important box in the objective of becoming a fit person, uh, we can rethink that. And I will uh, argue that perhaps trading that steady state experience for, for example, uh, going in there, climbing on the stairs for 10 minutes, getting off and doing a set of push-ups, getting back on the stairs at a, a lower speed for five minutes, getting off, doing some upper body work, uh, pulling some stretch cords, uh, doing some jumping or some hopping or something challenging, uh, swinging some kettlebells, getting back on the stairs, going uh, easier than you usually do. So it's down from level eight to level four, and then taking it back up to uh, level 10 for a minute or two, and then back down to level three. That's going to come out to be a superior uh, training program and a superior individual workout from just going and plugging away and putting in those miles. 
And so this is where uh, we could stand with a little bit of contention to people who think that they have a badge of honor and a badge of uh, protection against disease and decline because they are chalking up the 30, 40 miles a week, uh, week in, week out. Um, that's a small sliver of what it means to be uh, a complete fit human. And I was definitely in that category in the years after I retired from competing on the professional triathlon circuit. So what I did was I went on with my life. I had to get a job. I started raising a family, um, didn't have all day to train anymore. So I kind of marked my fitness capability by uh, being able to hang on to uh, be able to run for an hour at a decent pace or ride my bike two and a half hours on the weekend. And so, of course, I was still fit if I could do that. But if I look closely, um, I was pretty pathetic because my my fitness capabilities were so narrow. They were even narrow when I was a, a pro athlete and, and racing in the sport of swimming, biking, and running. I was really good at that. And I could go really fast to swim a mile, bike 25, and run six. But those are all three straightforward activities where I'm moving in a straight line and my heart's beating uh, really strongly and my muscles are pumping. But that doesn't mean I'm any good at lifting the sandbags when there's a rainstorm or even doing more than one set of pull-ups without getting tired or sore the next day. And so I had to expand my concept of what it meant to be fit when I started going in and uh, coaching the little kids at soccer, basketball, and track and trying to dominate them for a decade straight uh, as my son and daughter went from, you know, age five to age 15 in the, the golden years of being able to coach youth sports. But boy, you head out there with just uh, endurance experience under your belt and a routine youth soccer practice is going to wear you out. And I would often encourage the parents to participate in practice. And you could see they were cooked after, you know, 12 minutes of action and it made for much less yelling on the weekend. So there's a coaching tip for uh, you guys who are involved with um, overly enthusiastic parents. Get them out there at practice and notice how hard it is um, to, you know, stop and start and sprint after the ball for more than a couple minutes. Anyway, um, so those who are narrowly focused on steady state cardio I'm urging you to expand your perspective about what it means to be fit and realize that you will get a fantastic cardiovascular training effect from doing all kinds of things, including stop and start sports and other activities. Okay. The last category of emerging trends, revisions, progressions, and thinking I want to mention is our approach to injuries and the idea of working around them and continuing to be active and aggressively trying to heal and correct the cause of athletic-related injuries rather than uh, getting a ticket to the sideline and waiting it out patiently. And oh my gosh, if I'd known uh, or had these emerging trends uh, back in decades past, things would have been so wonderfully different. Uh, my biggest example of a complete joke was my uh, suffering with plantar fasciitis for over 15 years on and off. And it went from moderate to extremely severe. The worst, uh, the worst time being where I could not put any weight on the foot when I woke up in the morning. And so I would actually hop out to my backyard on one leg hop, 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 maybe crash land into the wall and then get my foot into uh, the jacuzzi, uh, push the jets and run the jets on the foot and go through range of motion exercises to where I could finally put weight on the foot. And then I'd lace it up in a pair of running shoes and I'd go run six miles or 12 miles. But that was my existence every day uh, when it was at its worst. And so this nagging condition of plantar fasciitis 
um, my main strategy uh, was to rest or to go get orthotics or to get uh, fancy shoes that were, you know, touted as possibly relieving it or doing a special taping job. And it was just ongoing, unnecessary pain and suffering when you realize, especially with plantar fasciitis in particular, that total rest can actually make it worse because what's happening when you uh, do complete rest is you are atrophying the muscles and making things more tight than when you are uh, challenging uh, the muscles and connective tissue every day with exercise. So you have atrophy, you have reduced blood flow, and then you try to lace up your shoes after a six-week break and things are worse than ever. And so as you can see on my YouTube video, if you search Brad Kearns plantar fasciitis, I show you these stretches that I performed with great devotion and pretty much cured the thing, this 15-year condition, in a few weeks of devoted stretching exercises. And so when you have an injury like that, uh, same with uh, weak hamstrings that keep coming up stiff or sore or you, you, you mess it up when you're playing team sports or whatever you're doing, um, you want to stretch and strengthen and work really hard to make the muscle more resilient. Um, this is a place where you definitely can benefit from expert care to get the proper exercises for what to do. I was lucky in that uh, the random offhanded comment from a podiatrist I met at a race expo uh, was just the ticket for me. And all he did was urge me to engage in prolonged stretching of the calf muscles so that I would take the stress off of my arch. Uh, but I've since learned that not only do you have to stretch the calf muscles, but you also want to strengthen uh, the calves, the Achilles tendon, the entire uh, kinetic chain down in the lower body to avoid and prevent injuries like plantar fasciitis. So um, same with the knee injury that I've mentioned on the show a few times where I was on the sideline for six months. I couldn't sprint or jump my favorite activities uh, because every time I tried, I experienced a pain in my knee and it was just below the joint line. I knew it wasn't uh, a serious injury requiring surgery, but it was sore and inflamed. And, you know, I'd be limping the next day, even if I went and made an attempt, a brief attempt at sprinting. Um, it got so bad that I finally realized, look, six months, there's got to be something serious here. So I went into uh, a top surgical center uh, that takes care of all the uh, U.S. Olympic ski team members. Uh, I had an exam. I was scheduled for an MRI. I was going to get on the surgical calendar. They said they would go in there and, quote, look around maybe clean out a bit of, I guess there were some arthritic uh, uh, signs on the x-ray. Okay, okay, whatever. I'm just following along. And then I uh, went to see my old friend, uh, Dr. Raj Shori, Woodland Hills Physical Therapy. He examined me for about five minutes and he said, there's nothing wrong with your knee, man. <laughs> but your muscles are all screwed up and overly tight. Uh, so with his help and also PT Revolution in Lake Tahoe, giving me these uh, corrective exercises, strengthening, stretching, rehabbing, prehabbing. In a very short time, I went from a guy who was on the schedule for knee surgery to completely pain-free. Of course, this is just an individual anecdote. And there's a lot of times when you really need those expert doctors to go in there and do surgical intervention if it's come to that. But I think in so many cases, we tend toward uh, looking for uh, devices, uh, pain relief, uh, you know, straps, braces, orthotics, arch supports, um, new shoes, 
pain-killing medications, anti-inflammatory medications, when actually um, you might have better results from someone looking you in the eye and saying, hey, you're a sorry ass, you're weak, uh, your core is weak, your lower back is weak, your hamstrings are dysfunctional, so get your butt in shape by doing these exercises, and then your knee pain, your leg pain, your foot pain might just go away. So that's uh, trend number three of... um, looking at injuries in a different way rather than saying, oops, I'm injured, I'm completely on the sideline, uh, and instead looking for ways to work around them. So a general um, uh, suggestion that I'm sure I won't get into trouble for is to, when you're trying to work around injuries, that means uh, doing things that uh, stimulate the area in a manner that does not increase, uh, does not cause additional pain. So if you do have a, a tough hamstring or you do uh, have plantar fasciitis or strains or uh, injuries, um, you can do exercises that will help support that, help bring blood flow to the area, but of course, don't make the condition worse. And that's where you can get some good help. But you know, just doing, uh, let's say, calf raises, if you are someone who's had uh, occasional foot pain, you're going to strengthen those calf muscles, and that is going to be uh, a big help. I also should give a shout out to the um, Ben Patrick on Instagram, who's become a sensation, very popular in the fitness community in a very short time. And he's known as Knees Over Toes Guy. He was just on Joe Rogan, so I'm sure his popularity will explode even further uh, besides his 850,000 followers on Instagram. But he tells a story of being a young man with uh, chronic knee pain, numerous surgeries, and really looking in a, a very disastrous future where he was unable to play basketball, the sport he loved, and he took matters into his own hands, started doing some research and, and deep dives into how to strengthen the muscles and the connective tissue relating to knee pain, but also branching out into all manner of uh, improved functionality and improved resilience to injury. And now he does these crazy moves and these crazy exercises, and um, you can just you know flick on any video on his channel and be wow by his uh, flexibility, mobility, but it's all about progressing uh, gradually and gracefully toward improved functionality in the joints and in the muscles. And it's just so refreshing to realize that you can do something about it. You can become a stronger, more resilient person by doing corrective exercises, stretching, strengthening, and what have you. And in my case, my knee pain was generated by having really tight piriformis muscle, that's the muscle uh, deep inside uh, the, the, the the butt, and also um, dysfunctional quad muscles that had gotten all tight and knotted up from uh, overly aggressive jumping workouts. So I had to stretch devotedly and strengthen and bring in things like the Bulgarian split squats and the drinking bird exercises that you can see on my morning routine video and get stronger and stronger over time and then go out there and uh, exercise sensibly and say goodbye forever to uh, the, the the pain and suffering of being on the sideline from being injured. Okay, so boy, when we talk about part one and part two, we are now up to snuff with all the latest, greatest, really quick recap. Remember, part one was the emerging trends, uh, such as uh, less obsession with dietary particulars. Number two was uh, looking at fat loss with you know clear a clear eyes, a clear perspective. Number three was backing off the extreme practices relating to fasting, carb restriction, protein restriction. Number four was embracing the importance of digital minimalism and improving uh, our focus, taking downtime, taking time for self-reflection. 
And then on this program, uh, the first category we talked about was a kinder, gentler approach to high intensity training, highlighted by a lot of commentary about micro workouts and also talking about taking our formal high intensity workouts down a notch, honoring that concept of high intensity repeat training as opposed to the exhaustive depleting high intensity interval training. Then we talked about de-emphasizing the importance of steady state cardiovascular workouts. Instead, understanding, embracing the concept that a cardiovascular training effect can occur with any kind of workout that you do. And then number three category was looking at injuries in a different way and being really enthusiastic and devoted to things like prehab, (laughs) rehab, working around injuries rather than just sitting and waiting for them to magically go away and then returning to your same behavior patterns that caused the injury in the first place. And oh boy, thank you so much. That was fun. And I'm sure more trends and rethinking and recalibrations will emerge in the future. I'd love for you to share your experience with especially some of the topics that we discussed in this two-part show. So send an email over to podcast at bradventures.com. And thanks for spreading the word about the show, leaving a review. We appreciate you so much. Have a great day. I want to tell you about Inside Tracker, an awesome new ultra personalized nutrition and lifestyle program that combines data from your comprehensive blood panels, genetic test results, and lifestyle and fitness data from a Fitbit, for example, and organizes everything into one super cool online portal of your personal health. I am just getting going with this, and it's awesome. It has everything in one spot. For every blood result, you can click on a blog post or watch a video to learn more about these values. It's a great education in general health and self-quantification, and it was developed by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometric data from MIT, Tufts, and Harvard. The patented Inside Tracker algorithm calculates your so-called inner age, and it shows each biomarker as either optimized, needs to improve, or at risk. And then you can take precise corrective action with a science-backed plan to reach your performance goals. Oh, mercy, people. On my first round of testing, guess what my inner age was? 62! Shocker! Because I just turned 56. I'm sorry. You know what? When I delivered that blood test, I believe I was a little overtired, and several of my biomarkers were deemed to be subpar. So I made some changes as directed. I recovered better, rested, went back, and delivered way better numbers at the next blood test. The Insight Tracker motto is change is an inside job. And that is for real. You got to keep tabs on this stuff to be at your best. And they have an amazing deal just for BRAD podcast listeners. They are going to give away a grand prize of $1,500 in Inside Tracker value. So to enter, all you have to do is go to insidetracker.com slash bradpod, B-R-A-D-P-O-D. Check it out right now at the link and enter the contest. Thank you for listening to the show. I love sharing the experience with you and greatly appreciate your support. Please email podcast at bradventures.com with feedback, suggestions, and questions for the Q&A shows. Subscribe to our email list at bradkearns.com for a weekly blast about the published episodes and a wonderful bi-monthly newsletter edition with informative articles and practical tips for all aspects of healthy living. You can also download several awesome free ebooks when you subscribe to the email list. 
And if you could go to the trouble to leave a five or five star review with Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the shows, that would be super incredibly awesome. It helps raise the profile of the BRAD podcast and attract new listeners. And did you know that you can share a show with a friend or loved one by just hitting a few buttons in your player and firing off a text message? My awesome podcast player called Overcast allows you to actually record a soundbite excerpt from the episode you're listening to and fire it off with a quick text message. Thank you so much for spreading the word. And remember, be rad.